I'm fucking start a news <laughs> news broadcast. <laughs> must bring up the fact that you had to get libations as the excuse. Okay, one one second, you're not live. Why are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is cool. You are now live. What's up, everyone? I'm Will Jones. This is Wine Down Wednesday in ABJ Chicago. This is our second episode. We haven't been canceled yet, so that's a good thing. Uh, I don't know how we're doing in the ratings. I want to introduce my uh, co-host, Lee Edwards, Aisha Jefferson. How you all doing? I'm good. I'm great. I'm having a great day. And I'm so glad we're joined by Mr. Domati Pongo. What's up? Uh, what up? What up? <laughs> MTV correspondent. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wait, don't tell the gig. We drinking now. I don't want y'all to talk about <laughs> <laughs> oh, We have a wine block. down Wednesday, Will. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm doing kombucha right now. I had wine yeah. for the last one, and I, you know, I woke up with a little headache. So I'm just going to stick with kombucha. <laughs> That's what water is for, Will. Water. I go back and forth. Balance. Before we get to what you're doing, you're doing awesome things. I want to get some housekeeping things out of the way. We want to tell everyone about our scholarships. We have, we're giving out more than $10,000 in scholarships in ABJ Chicago. That's the most ever. So we're hoping that people will apply. You can apply right now. You have until April 30th. That is the deadline. And this is for college students interested in pursuing careers in journalism. I'm in charge of the scholarship committee. So I am going to be reading your application. I want to make sure you get the money that you need for college and fill out an essay, send us your transcripts, you're pretty much guaranteed almost to, to get some scholarship money. So please apply. Aisha and Lee, I know you all probably wish you all would have gotten a little more scholarship money when you oh, all. I, I, I got a lot of scholarships. Um, the scholarship money I got in undergrad really helped out. And so um, students, please apply. This is money out there. Do, you, have, you still have time to write your essay, get your recommendations, mm -hmm. all the requirements that Will is speaking about, go ahead and do it. I mean, we're in a panorama right now. So, you know, there's nothing <laughs> else to do but to, you know, apply for, you know, our scholarships and tell your friends about it too. And then yes. another thing that I want to talk about is the elections. The elections are coming up. We want people to run for positions for NABJ Chicago board. I've been on the board for four years now it's been one of the best experiences of my life especially heading the scholarship committee helping young people get money for scholarships planning programming to help our our membership so Aisha what do we need to know about the election okay so um, our elections are they're coming up in May and voter registration opened um, earlier this month on February the 8th and voter registration goes until April the 16th so you have to be a full NABJ Chicago member in order to vote. So that means you have to have, your membership has to be current, meaning your dues have to be paid up. So you have to have your dues paid up in order to vote. If you want to nominate someone to run, you have until March 15th to submit that nomination. The candidate must be a current NABJ Chicago member and a member of the NABJ national chapter. So that means dues for both have to be paid up um, in order to be a nominee and be on the ballot. Um, oh, electronic voting um, begins May 1st and it ends May 20th. And you can find out more at nabjchicago.org 
forward slash election. So this yes, is your you, oh, first time on the board, right? Uh, this is your first time on the board? Oh, and, yes, yes. This is my first time on, on the board. And, and, you know. I love working with you. I love you. No, honestly, <laughs> we've all, I, mean, I, I enjoy working with the board. And, you know, the social media committee, this is Will. Um, Lee and Monique, you don't see. Um, but she's behind the scenes working this show. She's behind the scenes, she's our producer. Uh, we all have a great relationship. And this um, this Wind Down Wednesdays, this podcast was born out of our love for um, NABJ, um, NABJ Chicago, and our you know desire to help others um, you know, explore and mm -hmm. um, help them out with their pursuits um, with journalism. And Lee, this is your first time on the board as well, right? Yes, it is. I'm fortunate enough to be the vice president of digital, though I couldn't do any of the things that's happening without this fabulous team. Um, you all do a lot of the work. We're, we're trying to make sure that it's a collaborative process. So we want to make sure that we're highlighting everyone as best we can. All right. And then Lee, you wanted to talk about FOIA Fest. Yes, indeed. A lot of people were interested in that. So. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we were fortunate enough to have several tickets donated by the Chicago Headline Club. Um, they are the sponsors and they're the ones who put on this year's 2021 FOIA Fest. We also want to shout out, of course, Nadir Issa and also Kelly Garcia because they're the liaisons that worked with me. So we can donate, I believe, eight tickets, eight to 10 tickets to um, several NABJ Chicago members to attend FOIA Fest. Now, so FOIA what, Fest, yeah, what is Go ahead. That's what I think you were about to answer my question. What is FOIA Fest for people joining us? So FOIA Fest um, happened over the weekend, and this year it was a three-day virtual fest featuring panels and workshops dedicated to helping um, journalists and those interested in um, government issues um, learn more about public records and holding those in power accountable through different things called FOIAs or, in lay terms, Freedom of Information Act. And that allows us to um, basically receive information about any number of government agencies from local to federal. All right, good, good. We got the housekeeping out of the way. So the election, scholarship money on the line. So now I wanna know, how was your week? How, how's, how's your week going so far? Well, um, I'll start first. I was fortunate enough to secure the ever elusive Ivy Park drop. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the story about it's that- for women, right? They don't make men's clothing, right? Uh, she, they uh, Beyonce, sorry. Well, it's all, it's, it's all gender um, neutral clothing. So you have oh. um, clothing designed for women and also gender neutral. So they have different models who wear that fashion as well. Mm -hmm. so I, I enjoyed all the, I enjoyed all the promos. Um, and the one sh uh, that B did with uh, Blue Ivy, um, you know, she she had a lot of different promos. They were pretty cool. Definitely, the actual ability to get the items was difficult because the actual Adidas website was always fluctuating. You could never actually know if it's going to go through or not. They gave um, the website crashed several times, but I was able to get two hats and two special items for a particular special somebody. So it kind of worked out for me. But I can't speak for everybody. You know, you had to get in where you fit in. I heard, yeah, I heard the last drop was kind of, um, a lot of people were scrambling to get stuff and some people, some of the, uh, the hive, they missed out. Mm. 
Let's bring Domati uh, in if he's not uh, taking a sip, get him back on camera here. Uh, did you, are you interested in Ivy, Ivy Park? Ivy Parker? <laughs> <laughs> Man, Ivy Park? Ivy Parker? Yo, what is it? I saw Ivy Park. Park. Oh. I saw a um, meme that like summed up exactly how I feel. They were talking about all these people doing unboxings and they were like, what does a Beyonce see in them that she don't see in me? Like, <laughs> send me, send me some free Ivy Park. Like, I don't know if you've seen this, even with the first season, she was sending them like these small wardrobe boxes. Yes. And, like the unboxings, like Missy Elliott did a fly unboxing of hers. Like a short video where it's like a music video, and she had the the blue icy, icy park from this season and the ivy park from last season. I was just hating, man. I wish I could have. <laughs> I wish I could have got something. Put it out there. Maybe maybe next time the, the next line they drop that you will get it. And also, I, I wanted to talk to you about the Coming to America movie that's coming out in a couple of weeks. But Aisha, you were telling me you already saw the movie. No, no, no. I saw another movie. I saw oh. that. How did, how did you get that confused? I said coming to America. I mean, now, you know, now, yes, I guess you would assume that you know, Eddie would think of me and send me the movie ahead of time. But, <laughs> you know, I, I know that you would think that. However, with, you know, with Rona acting a fool, I think he got a little confused. So, no, I did not get an advanced <laughs> copy like I may typically get. But so, no, but, no, I did not see it yet. <laughs> but I've been watching all of the, I've, I have been watching, I think there, there have been like two, um, trailers and they're a shorter one and an, an extended one. So I'm, you know, I'm kind of waiting. Breath is a little baited. I'm very curious um, to see how this will play out. And I rewatched Coming to America um, again for like the millionth time. It's on um, Prime, I think. So I, I rewatched it um, a couple weeks ago. Do you think? Do you think they're gonna get this right? You know, maybe because from what I see, and again, this is the, this is the trailer, so I'm not. There are no spoilers. Uh, you know, it seems like there's really um, there's some there's some layers to this. There's a real storyline, like the daughters are uh, upset that maybe the son, that he wants a male heir. Um, there's this mystery child that's out there that comes around, which sounded a little, a little hokey at first, but it may work out because he did go on a lot of dates <laughs> when he was here. So who knows what happened? He mm -hmm. went on a lot of dates. So, you know, that could happen. Um, I, I'm just excited to see everyone back. And I think it seems solid because sometimes these um, reboots and all of that can be a bust. But this seems like it may have some legs. I'm really excited to see all the, the women of darker hues in this movie as well. Because in the first one, Lisa was more peanut buttery, we'll say. And we want to make sure that we're highlighting all the shades. Because there's, there's beauty to be seen, you know. It, you know. You know. Yeah, I know. But did you hear that Vanessa Bell, I think that's her name, Callaway, said yeah. that she originally wanted to be the role of Lisa, but she was turned down and she believed it was because of her complexion that they didn't mm. want a darker skinned woman to be the lead. So that, that that's sad. Didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, she said that. Um, was it with either Madame Noir or Essence, pardon me for not remembering, but she did say that in a recent interview um, that she felt that it made, that colorism may have played a role in that. Now, I think she is um, Imani. I think it's, yeah, Iman, Imani Izuzi, I think that's her name. Um, I, she's, that's an iconic role. It's, you know, short role, but it's iconic and she looks beautiful and people like want to be her for Halloween. I think Blue Ivy, we were just talking about the Carters. Blue Ivy was her um, mm -hmm. for Halloween when, um, when Eddie was 
the, um, the, the king, and I think Beyonce was the, yeah, she was the queen, and Blue Ivy was uh, Imani. So the role is iconic, um, and she looked gorgeous. She's still beautiful, but she looks so gorgeous in that role. So doesn't excuse potential colorism, but you know she did look good in, in as Imani. Coming to America was my favorite movie. Uh, it's my favorite movie of all time. I remember watching it as a, as a kid, and I was like, I'm going to. Uh, find a woman from Queens. So, uh, you know, I married a woman from Queens uh, last August. Uh, she actually grew up in the neighborhood where the McDowell's live. So that's my little coming to American story. No, my, my, mine is much more embarrassing than that one. I, I went viral on a BuzzFeed video about videos that millennials should have seen but didn't. And I hadn't seen coming to America because you know, at the time it was just, you know, growing up African it just became like a spoof to make you the butt of all jokes. So I never liked the movie. So when I was watching okay. it, I had this commentary that was highly critical about the complexions, about the inaccurate accents and all of this stuff. And people were dragging me. They're like, yo, it's, like, it's a comedy, it's a classic. Like, how do you have all of these critiques? But you know, what you guys saying with Vanessa Bell Calloway, so I'm like, okay, I am, I'm vindicated, you know? So mm -hmm. take yeah. that internet. <laughs> and, and I think, and again, I, you know, Eddie, we didn't talk about this, but uh, no, I think also, like, like you just mentioned, Domati, it's a spoof, and I think that's why some things seemed a little more exaggerated because it's, um, you know, with us in America, not mo a lot of us here, um, not having, you know, being e able to easily trace our ancestry um, in Africa. Some of us romanticize what it's like to be African, or just that whole, um, you know, all of that, and so I think that that movie kind of played on that as well, you know, with the- It did, and it was, it was positive. He yeah. was a king, you know, it was a beautiful right. movie. It was yeah. Wakanda before Wakanda. I mean, Zamunda was the, the original. I think mm -hmm. I would still choose Zamunda. I, I don't know, but that's just me. <laughs> I like the, I like the look, I like the technology in Wakanda though. I, you know, that technology <laughs> kind, of, kind of got me. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, can you get a royal bath in uh, Wakanda though? I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> That's kind of like a topic for another segment, Will. I don't know what right. kind of I'm on. What are we doing? This is kombucha. So, Demo T, I want to talk about what you're working on. So, you're MTV correspondent. You know, I've been living in Chicago for about five years now, and everyone knows your name. It's like if oh, they well. haven't met you personally, they have heard of you, they know of your work. Just tell me a little bit about what you're working on now and, and a little bit about your backstory. How did you get to MTV? Man, that just, I know I know your name. So you saying that just made me feel real good, man. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but no, I, um, I got to MTV in 2018, at the top of 2018, around first quarter, I think it was like February. They were scouting for uh, the role of host for True Life Crime for the first story being about Kanika Jenkins. And mm. In that time, similar to what you just said, Will, as they were scouting and the, the casting directors were talking to different people in the city, they, uh, my name kept coming up as somebody who they thought could, could give this, you know, could humanize the story. And so I ended up shooting that episode and it was originally slated to have a different host in every locale, but you know how we do in Chicago, man, you know, y'all don't need no other host, you know? So, you know, I just ended up uh, becoming a host for the season and, you know, somewhere along the way, um, the, Ended up getting an opportunity to work at MTV News as a correspondent full time, relocated to Brooklyn. Uh, but I try to get back home as much as I can pre-COVID. But yeah, that's kind of how I ended up in MTV. How's it so far? And what are you what are you working on? Any stories that you we should be looking out for? Oh man, uh, we just dropped this this new series called The Method. Uh, well, I like the role at MTV. It's interesting. 
because uh, I get to go everywhere from doing the investigative journalism, hard news space to the red carpet entertainment space, which I love and hate. But um, this series yeah. that I just did, I really, I, it's hard. I don't know how Brandon Pope does it. I saw you put a comment earlier. I don't know how he does it. So Brandon, I don't like red carpet either. It's, man, it's rough. But I've I, never I, been on a red carpet, so I wouldn't know. It's, it's just like the, it's, it's so, it's, it's fast paced. Yeah. It's, um, it has a lot of pomp and circumstance with it. And it's like, you know, and I, people. Yeah, and I, used, I know y'all can, y'all can vibe with this too. You know, we've talked to mayors and governors and, you know, I've covered Obama. I'm like, it was easier to get to Obama than it was to get to Kevin Hart. Like, it was like, come on. Like, <laughs> I did get to him a little easily. <laughs> now, I, but like, <laughs> I, one, no, I, only because I, um, when I was with, Com with Comcast, we partnered with ABFF. And so one of those best man movies, you know, happened. So it was a little easier to get to him. But to your point, the whole being there trying to, you know, you're just, Rather than waiting to get to people, that can be a little weird. And you're, I'm saying you elbow like, space on the carpet. Yeah, you only got this much space, literally this much space. You're little number, you're here, and you're just grabbing them and kind of sweating them. And you know, we're from Chicago. We're too cool to be sweating other people. So I'm like, you know, I know you're I'm like, what is this? Now I, I look. I, I give people look. I you know, I don't stand anyone, but I will give you your props. Now you do good work. I give it to you. But all of that clamoring, sweating. After a while, I'm like, Aisha, what is this? Is this what life is? Is it, yeah. Yeah. But I still interview and I'm, and I'm happy, but this is going on in my head. So, but to, to that point, so I really wanted to do a show that allowed me to have in-depth conversations that weren't like these five minute quick hits. And right. what, what came out was the method. These were like 90 minute conversations that have been pared down to 15 minutes where I dig deep into the method behind the success behind some of these creative artists and these right. artist team members. So we talked to Patience Foster, who was a publicist and creative director for the WAP video. Mm -hmm. um, how she met Cardi. She started as a hairstylist and became Cardi's publicist, which is a crazy story. Yeah. Um, Taylor Parks, who writes for Ariana Grande, and then uh, Phoebe Bridges, who just performed on SNL a few weeks ago, um, who was like an alt-indie rock artist who is among the first women who have been nominated for Best Indie Rock uh, oh. Album. Like, for the first time ever at the Grammys, the indie rock category and the alt-rock, all of these categories are all from women or women-led bands, the whole nominee list. And so she's one of those, you know, history making women. So we had like a really dope conversation, but it's on my website, just domat.net, along with some other shows I did. But yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Now, I watched you? your first your, your, your interview with Miss Foster just a few minutes ago, and you were great. I saw you had the fashion on, you were you putting all together. So what's it like for you to like so be in that space and be talking to young black fantastic people, fabulous even? Man, it's it was it's like you know how often we have to code switch and whatnot. It's a dream come true because I got to be myself in a space and it's so much easier when you're talking to somebody that seems like she comes from the same aesthetic, the same space. So mm -hmm. it just sheds some of the veneer that we have to put on to do the, the TV thing. And more and more, I've learned a lot more about myself in that, you know, so many, so many ways we change and contort ourselves to fit into whatever we think that the viewers want to see or our news directors want to see and all of that. And I shed a lot of that over the past few years. So in short, to answer your question, man, it's super dope and it's super, it feels very good to be comfortable and being just 100% myself, which takes a long time. And, you know, every now and then we modulate, but for mm -hmm. the most part, I get to be all of those versions of myself. You know, I'm equal parts 
the book nerd, equal parts the hip hop nerd, hence the all these artists <laughs> up here. So yeah, nah, it feels good, man. Yeah. And I love that you like didn't change your name to Darren or something or a Dan <laughs> for people to to pronounce. Don't matize your name, you sticking with, and I love that. Thank you, G. Thank you, man. That was a hard decision too. Well, not a hard one, but it was a decision, which was weird. I was like, damn, you know, because I came in green. I didn't go to J school, you know. So I was like, oh. And I started reading and I'm like, damn, Larry King isn't really Larry King. Like, you know, all of these people. They had these different names and I'm like, man, if, uh, you know, what will I, the people before us have done if by the time I get into the space, we can't be authentic in our identity, then like, that means that everybody who's been doing this before us, you know, their work, their work is for not, you know? So we gotta, at some point, create the real Wakanda. You know, at some point we gotta be able to be our black ass selves, you know? Will Jones <laughs> ain't is not my real name. This is not my real name. It's my oh, TV. Nah, I'm just I was about to say, I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> funny, so, man. What, what advice would you give to someone? You know, when a lot of kids go to school, you think you have to follow this path to get where you're at. How would you explain to a young person who they have big dreams, but they just don't know where to go and they don't want to necessarily go after the, the traditional path that, you know, your professors might say? Yo, the first thing I would say is surround yourself with the people who inspire you, influence you. And if you don't know those people in person, uh, connect with them virtually. I have so many mentors in my head. Um, Making Oprah was one of the first podcasts I listened to over at WBEZ who dropped that. Uh, I heard that. That was good. It was so good, man. It yeah. was so good. Um, the producer by Wendy Walker, uh, Larry King's producer, is one of the first books I'd read. So like before I knew people. I had the Perry Smalls at WVON, Kathy Chaney, who's all our friends at NABJ. Former NABJ Chicago president. You, you, you feel me? So, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you, uh, you end up at first immerse yourself in the world, connect with NABJ. And I'm not just saying this because I'm on the live. I tell people this all the time. I even, even if I was sharing this, I was like, yo, if you ever asked to pick my brain or to do a lunch with me, you're much better served by getting the voice. Talk to Will, Lee, Aisha, like just jump on and immerse yourself. So that's the first thing. Get used to the culture of this, like get to know people because you just start to pick up different tidbits, especially if you didn't go to school for it. And then the second thing is say yes to everything. As opportunities come and it makes sense, you're just starting out, you might not know. You might start off in radio and end up in television. You might think you really want to be a host, but you might be better suited as a super producer. You know, you might be have a love for the camera and find out that, wait a minute, I, I can get out in this control room. I'd rather switch cameras than actually be the one holding it. So, mm -hmm. you know, say yes to as many opportunities as you can to figure out where your niche is. And then the third thing I say is align with your purpose, you know, meditate, pray, and figure out why it is that you want to do it. Is it because you just want to be on TV? You want to be fly? Do you want to make a difference though? Like, are, are you doing this because you want to humanize stories? Do you want to change what the landscape looks like for people of color in media like what is your true mission and once you get in tune with your intention things just start to align themselves to push you forward you know it's like they say in the alchemist uh the whole universe conspires to help you so once you know what you want the universe to help you do those things are kind of come together yeah and i mean my tambourine you just gave a word amazing and i wanted to talk no. to you and, and maybe you could speak to this as well as Aisha, just about freelancing. Did you ever have to freelance? And uh, what advice would you tell someone looking to freelance and how to make money and, and pay their bills? Man, 
uh, I did freelance. My, my, my path was kind of unique. Okay, I'm trying to keep my answers short. All right, so boom, I'll give one example. So I tried to find ways to create a job for myself at different spaces because I've never been, I wrote some pieces for the Sun-Times that actually Kathy Cheney edited uh, when she was at the Sun-Times, but I'm not a writer first, I'm a broadcast journalist first. So I'm like, okay, I can't really freelance and you know write these articles, what can I do? So I started hosting galas, hosting events, but the way I got my hosting chops up was I was hosting the Artist Lounge uh, Chicago, which was a poetry set, live poetry set at the Southside Community Art Center. So hosting that set just gave me like, made me even more comfortable on stage. I've been on stages all my life, but that really cemented me as a host. So then I started putting myself out there, sending out my EPK for hosting and galas and stuff like that. So that's one way to freelance. Your broadcast journalist, you know, get those checks, hosting galas, even in COVID, do stuff like this on Zoom. And if people aren't doing Zoom events, you can pitch them Zoom events, teach them how to put it together, use your skills, call your editor homies and put together a whole package and say, this is how you do this. Um, and then the second thing I did was uh, I started my consulting company, just building podcasts for organizations. Like one of the ones I'm proud of is I built the Culture Race and Equity podcast for the Chicago Urban League. So that was kind of a freelance gig, but it was like a, across several months. And that really helped to supplement my income uh, when I was just working part-time at WGN. And so, you know, just creating ideas and finding companies that you see have a need and, you know, seeing if you can insert yourself in there. Hmm. And Aisha, you have experience doing this too as well, right? Yes, I do. Um, and I want to talk specifically about getting paid because as you mentioned, um, Domity, we, you know, we have to keep a roof over our heads. So- So now my EPK for hosting gallery. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, pardon me? No, go ahead. Okay, right. So basically I, um, you know, a lot of people have had questions about how they get, how do they get paid when they're freelancing? Um, because there's been some incidents where publications um, have not, you know, they've elected not to pay people or they've gone out of business and people have not, um, they're out like not a hundred dollars or as much as, uh, or as much as like thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars. So my advice would be um, first, you know, when you are pitching or being um, asked to write a piece, be upfront about your rate, um, get, clear on, um, get clear on it. And if your rate happens to be higher than what the outlet is willing to offer, see if you can find a happy medium if you think the opportunity is worth it. So if you think that, you know, you know and, I, and I am speaking from the perspective of a, writer. So if, if writing this piece will add to your clips, or you believe that um, you need, um, or you just starting out, then see if you can find a happy medium without like selling yourself too short. Now, once you get the assignment, I think it's important to know the people who write the checks. So that's usually people in the accounting department, or even um, maybe the assistant editor who may happen, whoever manages like the contracts as well, get to know those people because if ever your check is late, um, you know, they are the ones that could just make sure that you get paid, um, you know, call them up, you know, or when you talk to them, be a little friendly, you know, um, not too fake, but just ask about, you know, the family, just get to know them a little bit. Keep, hey, how the kids doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, where's my money? No, no, no. Yeah, but it was supposed to come two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. But can you? Oh, you can? All right. Thank you. You know, just you know, build a rapport with them so that they can remember you. You know, send them an email, um, that sort of thing. That has worked for me in the past. So when other people were 
not getting their money, you know, I, I knew who to call to make sure I got paid and I would put the guilties on them to make sure I received my check. That is um, such a good also, point. That, honestly, that really worked for me. Um, that, that has worked for me in, Same, in the years I've been uh, freelancing. Um, also, I would say, um, mm. now look, if your money is not there, you know, again, from Chicago, not, you know, not, you know, falling into any stereotypes. Um, so don't want to, you know, threaten anyone, but be calm and be patient and respectful. Keep it professional, but stay on, stay on their asses about getting your money. Make, you know, just sending emails, keep track of everything, stay on top of them to make sure that you get paid. And if you need to go another route, you know, that's what, you know. And Wait, what's, the another, what's the other route? Calling your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> like you slipped that in the, the other route. Yeah, Are you showing up at house? No, seriously, no. The, uh, the other route would be um, legal action. Talking, um, you know, talking to either NABJ or another organization. Um, nice save. What, what did you mm. say? What? I said nice save because I thought you were yeah, yeah. talking about something else. We do not condone violence here. No. <laughs> However, we do want to make sure that you get paid. And so you have to stay on top of people. Um, and sometimes calling them out, like this is something that you have to judge on your own. Some people found calling someone out on um, on social media, on Twitter or whatever has worked for them. Now you may be met with retaliation, but they also owe you money. As long as you are professional, you know, they owe you. That's your money. They they owe you that money. Can I can I add one piece oh, yeah, to that? Yeah, really? please do. Yes. Well, yeah, real real quick. I think what you said, what you touched on about knowing different people within departments, I think that has been key uh, to the original question of like, uh, even outside of salary negotiation, you know, how I was able to navigate. I made a lot of friends in multiple departments at the company I'm at now. So like even before, back when before True Life was greenlit as a pilot, I was in correspondence with the VP of development, just saying, hey, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. Me and Rachel Tung built a relationship and she reached out to me and I maintained it and I went to see her in LA. And this is before I got these jobs, like the, the, the full-time job. And so down the line, those things help. And so, you know, when the renegotiation time comes up and you've been talking to this guy and accountant and this guy, you've got multiple people at the table who are vouching for you and speaking well on your name when you're not even in the room. And so sometimes I think that we can be so uh, myopic in, in our roles that we forget that we do have to be a little political in how we navigate corporate structures so that we can have people, you know, vying for us and it's not just us. So that helps with negotiations too. I also like to add in this key point because I did some freelancing too. Learn about your taxes. Yes. Independent contractor, LLC, yeah. figure yeah. out how you're going to pay back these taxes. Because if you receive a check for $400, like, oh, it's a 1099, you will have to pay back those taxes. And Uncle Sam is not your friend. So <laughs> make sure you have all your, your ducats together because that's important for both your current career and also your finances when you do make those next steps. I agree. And I want to add to that try to do it quarterly. You know, if you try to try to manage it, depending on how often you freelance and how much money you are making, especially if that is, you know, your sole um, income, try to you know manage it whether quarterly or, you know, twice a year or whatever, so that you're not met with a surprise, you know, when mm -hmm. April fifteenth comes around. And we want to end on a, a fun note. You know, we just got through Valentine's Day. Any tips about dating during COVID? This uh, this would be like the end. I'll go with you. Go go with you first, Lee. We'll have to leave our guests to to wrap it up. Well, I'll say that you just have to focus on what's important to you and be intentional, and making sure I'm being really quick. I've never seen Doma T 
and Aldris Hodge in the same place. Y'all know, have y'all seen One Night in Miami? Have y'all seen The Invisible yes. Man? Those two brothers have never been in the same place at the same time. So I'm in tears right now. <laughs> so when Hawkman comes out, I need to know where you are. Because hey, you may be a DC star. I can't confirm or deny these allegations. Uh, I refer you to my publicist. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I see you working at the gym. So hey, we just that's <laughs> to Aisha, but I'm watching you. But that's <laughs> Oh gosh, well, well, what was the question again? Dating and COVID, you know, it's Valentine's month. Oh, I worked on Valentine's, it was snowing. I was afraid to go out. I did not go out on Valentine's day. I'm still owed a Valentine's day celebration. The end, that's what I did. But I will hey. say my, my parents had the same birthday. Um, and so there was an attempt. Um, we took my mom, basically we took my mom out for her birthday. That was uh, the day before Valentine's. But I say an attempt because a lot happened that day um, where I was, you know, trying to get, get stuff wrapped up for work. You know, our, our former president, they decided not to, um, uh, to, my mom just went back. It's wine down Wednesday. That's all right. It's all right. Anyway, answer my question. Valentine's Day. Is that, um, no, I worked on Valentine's Day. It was freezing cold. My car, car was covered up, and I had to do a makeup day. Oh, oh man. See, I, mine was miserable, too. I was in the... Um, miserable, guarantee. I, I didn't say miserable. I just said, you know, it was me and my cat in the house while I was working, oh. and it was freezing outside. What's to bring up the cat? It sounds even worse. <laughs> yeah. That didn't help. That didn't help. That didn't help at all. <laughs> oh, no, I, was I, I had a fantastic time. So my, my Valentine's Day was great. Gifts, great meals from a local Black-owned restaurant. So I had a great time. So we went to catch dinner. Up. We went to dinner. So it was good. I just, I can't wait for COVID to get over so we can do normal things. And, oh. you know, so. Yeah. I was well, just on the, on the road and, uh, I sent um, I sent a gift, you know, to somebody I got a little crush on, you know, but uh, I was I was on a road for uh, shoot a shooting. I should have this announcement pretty soon. I hopefully, you know, I can slip you guys a note when I'm able to talk about it. But I should have a very good announcement coming up very soon about what I was shooting over the summer. But um, yeah, man. I mean, over the winter. But uh, yeah, man. It was it was. I didn't even have a cat with me, man. Just, <laughs> just, just a laptop, some notes, and uh, <laughs> some producers and cameras, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I just want to say I'm very honored to meet you virtually. I am proud of you from afar. I've been watching your work. You do such an excellent job, and you represent uh, this community well. You represent Black men in journalism well. So keep doing your thing. We, we, we appreciate you. Thank you so much, man. That means a lot from you. I see your work. It's, it's funny to, to be able to talk to you like this, but I, I see you on TV back when I was living at the crib, and I'm just like, damn, when, when is it going to be my shot? And so it, it, it inspired me. You, Brandon Pope, man, and, and Lee, man, you've been a friend to the family. Aisha, I haven't had a chance to meet you, but just right now, I'm like, you know, I might have to take those flowers back and take you on a date because uh, you deserve better. <laughs> 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 well thank you thank you so much you were our first guest this is our second episode we'll see you back soon wind down wednesday have a good rest of your evening everyone take care thank you so Appreciate much you. a gentleman and a scholar thank you guys love you guys man thank you good night good night y'all <laughs>